0: Mom?
1: What? This box is
2: meowing. Let me see it.
1: She wrapped up her gun-damn cat. Yeah, this is episode 92 of Gundam at MHQ. This is uh, one of your hosts, Neo, and joined here with me always is Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello to the fine listeners out there.
2: Hey, everybody.
3: Universe!
1: <laughs> so uh, in, in this little shortened episode, because we're going to only be doing a uh, one- Topic in this one, and uh, it's just going to be kind of a a review, a year in a review, talking about the show Gundam a little bit, some of the things that we've done. Gundam,
3: never heard of it. Don't like it. Don't know what it is. Don't care for it.
1: (laughs) And actually, uh, also some things that have happened in the mecha genre in the last uh, last year, 2011. So, um, hey, Chris, is DK over at your house? Uh, I have somebody over here that I'd like to speak with him.
0: Oh, you
3: made a stinky poo, so. I gotta clean myself up.
1: Hello there, uh, DK. This is Coach Jerry Sandusky from Penn State. Do you like horsing around with 60-year-old men in the shower?
3: Uh, I sometimes take a shower after I go poo-poo in my pants.
1: Oh, That sounds great. I'd, I'd like to clean you
0: up. Can I?
3: Oh, That's, uh, that's helpful because there's some spots that I bend over and I can't see too well where the sun don't shine.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: All right, all right, all right.
0: Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> why, why did this happen? <laughs> Y'all fell down that out. rabbit
2: hole together. <laughs> I don't know
0: what to talk about. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> to, about. to <laughs> talk about. That guy's <laughs> on the run.
2: Run, DK. Run. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the trail. A brown
1: trail laying behind him. <laughs> <Whoa>. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> but, uh... <laughs>
1: so, uh... Yeah, now that we've uh, completely destroyed the show, uh, let's go to some news. <laughs> I think that sounded better in my head than what it actually came out to be.
3: That's, that's what you call a, 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 it sounded good at the time. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I, th- I thought of more ways that we can mess with DK, but uh, man, I wouldn't even want to do that to the poor little guy. So, but, um, all right, but uh, to some news. And uh, all these uh, articles are coming from the Neo's Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Mecca Talk forum. And the first one here, and uh, th- this is, man, we've, we've got to definitely take a look at this, but uh, this is coming from Poster Hayakushiki, and this is coming from the Anime News Network. And there are some people out there that are saying that the new. Astro Boy uh, movie that Astro Boy is a communist and the reason yes he's a communist
0: my and friends it's liberal propaganda <laughs> trying to indoctrinate your children my friends
1: oh my god Rush Limbaugh how are you doing bats
3: <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me I have to get my pork sandwich over here it's a liberal <laughs> trash democrat party <laughs>
1: oh, <my God. laughs> oh man Obama's
0: a uh, satanist
1: so, uh so Rush Limbaugh, you think that the Astro Boy movie is showing Astro Boy as a uh, left-wing fantasy movie about a communist robot?
3: Every movie from Hollywood is liberal propaganda, except for Atlas Shrugged, which is the best movie ever made in the history of <laughs> filmmaking.
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're saying in here i guess um within the movie there's um there's a poster of vladimir lenin and uh leon trotsky on the office walls at the protagonist's
3: headquarters really? yeah so that's why people
1: are kind of like going and they're they're having um
3: yeah and 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 how many years ago this movie came out and who who exactly gives a crap yeah
2: that's I actually i actually went to the theaters and saw this and i i oh, man i i did not know that was it any good? I, I enjoyed it. I I love Astro. Yeah, but so. I'm saying though, is it was good though?
1: It was, it
2: was good to me. Um, I, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, that's not uh, saying much. Wow, <laughs> you bastard, me- both of you. <laughs> You're not into it. I thought it I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was on uh, the people who made it made the TMNT uh and uh CG movie that came out a, f- a few years before that, and I I think they put out two valiant efforts. I'm I'm sorry that that. Studio went out of business because uh, they were going to put oh, on the, a, a Gotcha Man movie next. Well, and,
1: the scriptwriter, the uh, script writer of this is uh, Timothy Harris, and he's responsible for Kindergarten Cop. And so places. this.
3: Not yeah. a Puma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I may, if I may do a quick drive-by on this with the straight talk, because sure, there is an ahead. actual straight talk coming. Right. i'll make this one real fast cool it's funny how when it comes to uh conservative complaints about the media that um you know they complain about these movies having political agendas and trying to indoctrinate people indoctrinate children blah 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 which of course is a bad thing unless it's a movie that they like like say for example atlas shrugged
2: yeah exactly where it's 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 blatantly obvious. <laughs> Where um you know where where it's it's definitely got a conservative viewpoint and it's uh it's yeah, slanted. that's
3: okay mm-hmm. and and also uh, I noticed that whenever some people who are say movie stars or musicians if they're if they're left leaning and and they make comments about something the response is oh you should just shut up and you know do your job and sing or act or whatever and don't get into politics but then if you got right wing actors and celebrities who say crazy things like say John Voight... Mm-hmm. To name a few. Uh, that's okay.
2: And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody should be right wing as far as they're concerned.
3: So... Yeah, you know, I just find it amusing the complaints. Er, Boy! Who even noticed? Who cares? I mean, That's what am saying? <laughs>
2: it's like it's
1: from two years ago. The movie's from two years ago, and it's like yeah, like, like I would a five or six
3: that. year old kid even know who Trotsky and Lenin are? Yeah, well, and if it, they did, would they would they give two craps?
1: How many how many twenty and thirty year old people know who Lenin and Trotsky are? <laughs> no,
3: would would they give two Dks about it?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
3: Is that the new term for?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
3: Crap, yes, for crap oh, measurements. It's, nice. it's how many DKs.
1: I pulled a DK. I gotta go DK. <laughs> it's
3: like, oh man, I shouldn't have eaten it that all. Oh, you can eat Chinese buffet. I gotta go pull a DK. Oh.
1: <laughs> Next, it was Taco Tuesday, now it's Wednesday, I gotta go DK. But, um, um, that, that's clever. Alright, any more straight talking there? Chris? No, not on this issue. Alright, thank you Hayaku Shiki for your submission. Now on some financial news. This comes from Gundam Type Zero. I didn't even know Upper Deck was still around. I did know they were
3: still
0: around. Is this
1: from
3: around. The, the financial desk? No, it's actually from Anime News trade? Network. Yeah, <laughs> bye bye bye! <laughs> by everything I say. Booyah. Watch
1: my watch my sure trust just go to shit <laughs> or go to DK. Uh, <laughs> but uh I guess upper deck had to pay Omniplex. Uh three point nine million <laughs> <laughs> Omniplex <laughs> I think Chris did it a little bit better.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: Chris, uh the upper deck had to pay
2: Aniplex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nine point million nine point or three point nine million uh it's just to resolve a, um, uh, a a lawsuit that had been filed a couple years ago re- regarding uh the fifty one episode show of kiba the anime series so uh, i'm not going to go too much in there it's just uh, kind of interesting i guess it's uh, some fights uh, over the distribution and stuff like that so thank you mr gundam type zero for your submission hmm. this is this, this is starting to be a trend we have another poster here chris oh. and uh this is coming from the coming soon dot net and this is incredible news Possibly some of the best news we'll hear all year it's about it it's about his Bayness and so Bay. and the headline here is Michael Bay planning to return for Transformers four and he should and
2: he's coming back for real possibly no 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 no
0: no 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 no
1: no 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 no, 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 but he's saying goof of may not be coming back though thank God thank God enough goofful Boof.
0: No, 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 no.
1: So, uh, yeah.
0: Come on, B. I love you. Come on, B. Ugh.
1: It's like, oh. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Sir Bay is he's doing a, a small-budget passion project called Pain and Gain right now that stars The Rock and, R- and Mark Wahlberg. So that's going to be a freaking classic. That's what? our great Mark- casting.
2: Marky Mark and The Rock are, are together in a movie? What? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. They already were together in a movie. But
1: not as partners, so
2: Yeah,
3: but they were in The Other Guys. Yeah,
2: so they, were- they were in The Other Guys. That's right. They, were, they had, like, five minutes together on screen.
3: <laughs> Aim for the bushes. <laughs> Aim for the so,
1: bushes.
2: Uh, aim for the bushes. Any Gains
1: is going to be uh, sh- going to shoot uh, start shooting at the beginning of 2012 mm-hmm. and uh, the end of uh, looks like the end of uh, 2012 will be wrapping up so they can start work on transformers 4. So.
3: Just this is a totally unrelated aside. I totally think that there should be some kind of spin-off movie of The Rock and Sam Jackson playing those jerk oh, yeah. cops from the other guys. Absolutely.
1: I'm surprised they haven't th- haven't done it yet cuz that that would have been hilarious.
3: I would love Love that. Oh, that A, prequel. Been... A prequel. A prequel <laughs> that 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 ends with its climax as Aim for the Bushes.
0: <laughs>
1: Another side note here. It's like after that first like 15, 10, 15 minutes of that movie, I was actually kind of satisfied. I'm like, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> joke was something. But uh, thank oh you. Poster Chris for your submission. And um, then Mula Flaga said he says some derogatory things about survey and I'm not going to go into it because <laughs> He's that's just not, not
3: really a criminal. So what do you expect?
1: That is not what the NEO's Listener Submitted News article thread is for. It's for articles. It's not for your comments. And especially if you're going to make awful comments like that.
2: And then he'll leave a comment about that. <laughs> From
1: like the 1940s. All nuts. All nuts. <laughs> You. <laughs> Hanging out with the old timey news guys. Ah, nuts.
3: Ah, shucks, golly. Don't you know?
1: that's <laughs> Destination Hollywood. <laughs> but thank you, Chris, for your submission. Next one here is from Gundam Type Zero. And uh, there is a new online Windows based game uh, for Gundam. And you get 100 player battles. And the band line, fan line. Bandai Online announced that it will release a new Mobile Suit Gundam Online game for Microsoft Windows systems in Japan. It's going to feature over 100 players, the most most players ever available in the franchise. So um, yeah, it's all bro. There's there's a alpha testing going on from the 16th to the 17th in December in Japan.
3: Oh, Street snap. Fighter alpha testing?
1: Yes. I wonder if this will this will be comparable to the uh,
2: great Mobile Ops: The One Year War. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, it made Which us. was
3: such a huge uh, smash hit in America.
2: Boy, Bob, it, it exploded over here.
3: Even, it, even Cliffy B was like, yo, man, Gears of War ain't got nothing on that mobile <laughs> apps.
2: I want to, I want to do this story
1: of Bob Smith of the Federation.
2: Bob, Bob Smith?
1: <laughs> yeah, he'd be like Rocco Smithberg or something.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, uh, but...
1: No, if you, if you go to, if you go to the link here, it's actually got a screen capture. It looks. Like every other normal uh, 3D
2: Gundam <laughs> game. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's probably t- just t- as generic too. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Gundam Type Zero, for your submission. Uh, next one here is Mor- Mosubito, and this is for all you Armor Core fans out there. There's going to be uh, some music going to be streamed uh, beginning on Saturday it's uh, through Japanese iTunes. So if you love the music of uh, Armor Core, definitely check that out.
3: So. Saturday what?
1: uh the november 23rd is when it started and then they're gonna do be doing a highlight reel streaming and there's gonna be a new game that's gonna ship on the january 26th in japan and february 2nd in uh, north america and march 2nd uh for europe uh europe (laughs) pay your bills europe um damn (laughs) so uh thank you mr Morsebido, for your submission there and um Next one here is from Brent Noir, another criminal law Australian. And for all those people that fly JAL, uh, Japanese Airlines, you now are going to be able to get a manga reader on there. Uh, Shogakin is partnering with Japanese Airlines to introduce Sky Manga. I wonder if that will be like Sky Mall, all this <laughs> you don't need. <laughs> so beginning uh, in 2012, service is going to be available. All passengers take international flights on this. Ooh, the Dreamliner, the 787 that's cool. They're going to have access to manga titles by using the screen in front of every seat. So, it's going to be about 30 titles with about 90 manga books. Uh, The first uh, series they're planning to put on there is Diary of a Fishing Fool. Ooh, awesome. Peak, Everyone's Mountain, Red River, I'll Give You My First Love. So, uh, definitely, uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, they have that option there, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to be reading any of those uh, mangas because uh, there's no explosions and (laughs) Things like that. And the reason why I'm kind of stalling like this is because I just closed something I shouldn't have closed. So
2: oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the end of the news.
1: Oh, oh no, no. Geez. There's there's more here. I just want to make sure I've uh got everything. And, and nothing nothing big here. I'm a trained newscaster. I know how to do this. So thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission there. You're, you're and... like
2: you like you like the podcast in Brian Williams, man. he well, is a fire alarm.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Next one here is uh, from Dolo, uh, good old Dolo, and for all you Dot Hack fans out here, Dot uh, Dot Hack. .hack quantum is going to be available on blu-ray and dvd combo on wow uh saint valentine's day 2012 for 26.99 that's the one series of dot hack i haven't seen yet so um it's uh,
3: it's good it's only three episodes so it's not a huge commitment and it's pretty self-contained so it's a nice uh nice fun little uh excursion yeah
1: like most of those are so and in, in dolos separate roots oh yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> that
0: was- yeah.
1: Fellow also has here some of the people that are going to be the English dub cast. That's been announced. Uh, such names as Kara Edwards, Lindsay Seidel, Brandon Potter, Laura Woodhall, Trina Nashamira, Stephanie Young, J. Michael Tandem, and Anastasia Munez. I don't know who any of those people are. Do you guys?
3: I don't hear any slippy speck on there, so I don't care.
2: <laughs> it's the Funimation regulars, and um, I, I, I Funimation. I, I, I... F- sorry, Funimation regulars. Who's
0: <laughs> Funimation?
2: Funny I'm uh, sorry, uh, Funimation. Goddamn.
0: Funimation, <laughs> yeah. the cheap Chinese
2: uh, like,
3: knockoff <laughs> company. You, you, you,
2: you, you pick on me when Paul like slaughtered half those names. <laughs>
3: Just no, that's just expected, but hey, Funimation hey. is just gold. I, I have <laughs> a
2: problem with names. Damn, damn you people! All right. Anyway, anyway, yeah, they're 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 Funimation regulars, and um, I, I've heard them on other 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 dubs that uh, Funimation. They cool done. people. That's all we need to know. There you go. There you go. your, no, your fans <laughs> want to know: Are they cool people? Hey, I've never met them, <laughs> but they are people who exist. That is okay. all. Okay. They are come. voice actors. <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you, Dolo, for your submission. And the uh, next one here is from Vent Noir again, another criminal. Shit, uh, how much news is there? And there's actually a lot of little things in here. Um, and this is coming from uh, the Anime News Network. And there's going to be a side project for Baby Gundam that's going to be aimed at grown-up fans. And it's going to be in the Great Mechanics magazine. Uh, it was shipped last Thursday in Japan. So, um, you know... Definitely check that out, and um that's I gotta it.
3: wonder if that's a good idea or not, because yeah. you know if you reject age as being like baby Gundam, et cetera, et cetera, and and you don 't like it and you don 't care about it, why would some sort of like grim, dark project of unknown type set in that same universe somehow be more enticing to you
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and no dk in it I mean
2: oh, if- no,
3: you never know it <laughs> could be a Scyther movie. Uh, uh, ew. Well,
2: okay. The project, project can stay kept
3: <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have had that double breakfast burrito oh, <laughs> time to DK
0: awesome. alright well thank you
1: uh, thank you everyone for your submissions uh, we're going to move on from the news and if you ever have an article <laughs> posted to the news listeners the news articles thread in the Mecha Talk forum now uh, I, before we go over to Chris because he's got additional straight talking to do I have a straight talk of my own oh, oh and uh it's actually there's actually three things on here. two of them are interrelated Uh, i don't know if you guys most people had heard about the uh the the supercar pileup in japan oh yeah last week the rumor is it was started because they were trying to pass a prius just want to say that so as we can see if that's true they are truly menaces to the highway damn Uh, um Second one, and this is related to Prius, because this is what I first saw it on, and then it's become a very dangerous um, thing that's come o- going on out here. People of Orange County. I'm, I'm sure everybody is familiar with those little things where it's like the dad and the mom and the, like, the kids and the dog. You know, it'd be like on the back of their window.
3: The nuclear family.
1: Yeah, the nuclear family, you know, it's, it's, you know, okay, fine. They're, you know, they're not as bad as like in memory of Papa, you know, that, you know, somebody's dead grandfather they put on the back of the window, but you know, okay, whatever. You're proud to have a family. This is the most disturbing thing I've, I've seen and it's becoming an epidemic because I first saw it on a Prius, big surprise. And now I'm seeing it on those, um, those girl cars, the TCs, the Scions. Uh, (laughs) Guys, if you're driving a TC, no, that's, that's like driving a Miata. Sorry. There are now... It's
3: funny you should say that since Dale previously owned a Miata, a TC, and now has a Prius. Oh,
1: was, his, was, was his first car a Del Sol, a Honda Del Sol?
3: <laughs> no, it was a crappy 80s Corolla.
1: Oh, my God. At least no. it's not a RAV4. What happened to him? <laughs> what happened? I need to talk to this, Dale. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is the most disturbing thing now. and It's kind of pathetic, and it's almost making me laugh. Now people are replacing the mom, the dad, and the kids with apples, the Apple logo. There's a apple, a medium-sized apple for the mommy, and then there's little apples for the kids. It looks very douchey.
3: And by apples, you mean the Apple Apple Steve Jobs apple.
1: Yeah, Apple logo. The Apple logo. So, you know, which we always knew when I lived in Florida, when you saw the ultimate uh, sign of shame was the Apple logo next to the full-sale parking pass. (laughs) (laughs) Damn.
3: (laughs) Now, Now, let me ask you something. If you saw, say, a Prius... Mm -hmm. And it had the stickers. It was little androids. What would you think about that?
1: I'd I'd, I'd still think it was kind of sad and pathetic, but not as pathetic as this because anything on a Prius. I mean, I'm sorry. They are the frickin scourge of the highway. They need to be removed. I'm sorry. They have to be. They're causing accidents in Japan, allegedly, and they make my morning commute horrible. So, they need Dude, to go. When did
3: this turn into Top Gear? My <laughs> <Just saying.
1: laughs> last straight talk, Express, is the, uh, they announced, I think it was like last week, they announced the inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. I'm going to say, once again, why isn't Rush, and the cure didn't make it this time, why are they not in there? Peace.
2: Chris. Damn. damn.
1: Yeah. Why isn't I mean, Yeah.
3: Well, you could say it's the douchebaggery of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, you know, it's, the way that they the Chili Peppers like to got selectively it. pick people to get in right when they qualify by and others, they make them wait for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I mean the Chili Peppers got in rightfully so, but I don't understand why the Cure is not in there. I mean, just like Rush, they like um, they created like subgenres of music. I mean, if you want depressing emo music, all starts with Robert Smith. <laughs> so, even though all those songs, even though they sound depressing, they're actually about love and happiness. So
3: depends on uh, who's doing the voting there for getting decide who gets to go in, and if you've pissed them off somehow, uh, then you ain't getting in.
1: Oh. And, and why isn't Rush in there? Oh my God, that's just that's that's a crime against Canada. That's a travesty, man. It's a sh- Travis Shamokery. But that's my straight talk. Chris, go do it with yours. Let's do this.
3: Well, I've got the the final straight talk of the year. So oh boy. this one could be suited as a sacred cow for uh, Chaos Theater. But since we already did the most recent episode of that and here we are, I'm going to throw it in here. But it fits because it's about Metal Gear. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh, Sobro, you might have seen from this last week the uh, new VGA trailer for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance.
2: Revengeance. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw it just a few days ago.
3: Okay. So here's the skinny on this. Um, a while back, like, say, in 2010, Kojima Productions unveiled Metal Gear Solid Rising, which was going to be a spinoff title starring Cyborg Ninja Raiden mm-hmm. running around dicing and slicing things. Okay. And after that initial trailer... We didn't see much about it, and it wasn't talked about for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And people pretty much forgot about it and thought of it as a joke. And then at the VGA, they unveil a new trailer and announce that the game's being retitled because now it's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is a really stupid name.
1: (laughs) I just want to hear a Japanese guy say that.
3: I don't even want to think about it. Why, son, so, why? so on top of that, they announced that the game is now being developed by Platinum Games, yeah, mm-hmm. the developer of titles such as uh, Bayonetta. Bayonetta, Vanquish, uh, Mad World, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep, Mad World, and his,
2: and his follow up. That's I don't know what it's called, but the, a sequel to Anarchy Mad World. Anarchy reigns, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> angry world.
3: <laughs> and uh, these guys are the former Capcom employees of Clover who went off and started their own studio once Capcom uh, horribly shut down Clover. Yeah. I'll but anyway, you can say
1: anything ill about Capcom. Hey I man, you can. not
3: <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. instantly a bunch of fans were complaining because suddenly now the game was not what they thought it would be, even though objectively it's still the same thing—running around slicing things into a bunch of different pieces. Right, And they complain that it's so over the top because you got stuff like Raiden uh, blocking an attack from a Metal Gear Ray with his sword, which is kind of crazy, yeah. or him slicing up said Ray with his sword, and that it's not Metal Gear and, you know, it sucks and give us back the game that Kojima promised. Okay, last time I checked, and I've talked about this before, last time I checked, uh, the raging internet fanboys, your names are not Konami and or Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Which means you don't get to decide what is or isn't Metal Gear. And I've brought this up before, this issue of like fans thinking that they are like the guardians or the stewards of some franchise and that they are the arbiters of what is or isn't. Mm -hmm. part of that franchise which could not be any further from the truth now i see all this complaining about platinum that that they suck which i never heard before and i certainly never heard it when they were in their previous incarnation as clover and everyone just loved clover oh yeah but suddenly now they're garbage um the game is ridiculous and people want back the old game which going back and watching that old trailer looks really slow paced yeah but even then, that, that version of the game was supposed to be an action based spin off, not a stealth game like the Solid series. Right. That has not changed. It's still an action based title, but now it's like more crazy fast paced, like how Platinum is known for. So I would just say please be quiet. <laughs> no, no, you don't get to decide what is or what isn't Metal Gear. And again, uh, people are proclaiming that the game is garbage, and this is a game that isn't even out yet. So I just love this idea of proclaiming that a game is shit when you never even played it. Exactly. And the complaints of it's too ridiculous for the Metal Gear universe and too out there because of like you know fighting against Ray and all that stuff. But you know what else is ridiculous? Uh, Fighting, like, seven rays simultaneously on foot with a bazooka. That's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Doing naked cartwheels is pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Fighting a guy who has the forearm of a dead man attached to his arm and who thinks he's the dead guy. That's pretty ridiculous. Mm. Let's see. What else? Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Metal Gear Solid that's ridiculous. So I don't see what Rising is doing that is so offensive and as always you know there's the issue of it's a spin-off yeah you do not have to play it no one in this world is forcing you to buy or play that game you can happily ignore it if you so choose until you get your metal gear solid five and then you can rest happy and know that uh you have your ridiculous things there that are Kojima approved. And finally, you know, to this whole issue of Platinum working on the game now, Kojima picked them. There must have been a reason that he picked them. That's his choice. So, you know, if you put so much faith in him as a game developer, then it follows through that you should wait and see why it is that he chose Platinum and see the game they produce. Huh. So... That's that's my issue with that.
1: I'll I, I put it to you this way. I just can't go on this topic anymore about the stupidity of people, you know. It, it is, unfortunately, a yeah. gift that
3: keeps on giving.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it. I mean, come on, really? Just stop it now. That's my thought.
2: Uh, people always have knee-jerk reactions, man, and and it's just that you, you get to the point where you you know it it it, it doesn't surprise you anymore. I, it, it doesn't.
3: Every, every single thing has become a massive thing to bitch about. This really is not that much different from all of the bitching about DMC. Yeah, Where was the exact same thing. This is a Devil May Cry. This is again. Uh, are you guys Capcom? <laughs> Do you guys? Do you guys fund these games? Do you guys have the rights to these games? So, no, you guys don't get to decide what is or what is Devil May Cry. It's Capcom that gets to.
2: Well, I mean, I, 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 Platinum Studios, uh, Platinum Games is pretty bombastic as a, as a game creator. And I honestly think that Rising should have its own identity when it comes and to And I it.
3: think this game gives it that. There's yeah. actually, you can watch out there. It is, yeah. Uh, there's a comparison trailer that shows the, the action. And as Kojima talked about, he said that the game wasn't coming together well and it was canceled. And I can sort of see why because the action looked very slow paced compared to the way it is now. Now it looks like the way it probably should have been. I, unlike most of these raging fanboys, am more excited for the game now than I was before. And the funny thing is, before this trailer came out, up until just the week before, I could see people whenever Metal Gear was mentioned, like being very dismissive of Rising. But suddenly now, it's the lost masterpiece that they're never going to get their hands on. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the double O effect in uh, in Supersonic Speed.
2: Yeah. It's a it's just a bunch of drama queens is out there uh, trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, and um, I, I certainly hope the game turns out well. I know they're trying to take they're taking the the God of War approach with it, so uh, I'm hoping that uh, it, it it's up to that level when they when they finish it and, and get it out there. And Raiden's always been a cool character. I didn't like him as much in uh, Metal Gear um, Metal Gear Solid 2, but when 4 came out. He turned out to be a really cool character in that, so. And he
3: did a bunch of crazy, like, ninja theatrics in that game. So mm-hmm. what I'm seeing from Re- Revengeance is pretty much along the same lines as what he was doing there.
2: But yeah, I, I, I can't complain. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. Ever since I saw the trailer, it's like, man, this is this is off the chain. I hope it uh, plays as good as it looks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: not, not that you would know since you're not gonna play anyway. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, then. You can't, you can't, you can't load *Revengeance* through the Netflix app, Solbro. Oh. Or Hulu Plus. It can't. If, if only you, you I gotta, could. You got to put. You have to acquire a game, get into the system, and then click on that game when it pops up. Nice.
0: Nice. You can't right.
3: you can't you can't navigate to the video tab to Netflix? It doesn't work that
2: way. But that's mad. That is mad novel. <laughs> if only I could. If only I could. But there you go. Chris is straight talk. Huh. All
0: right. Anything
2: else? So we can move on to our first, only,
1: and last topic of 2011.
2: DK, anything? I
3: need, like, I need some more toilet paper.
2: Oh, God. Somebody get that some Charmin. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody. Yeah, with
3: Square to Spare. <laughs> oh,
2: oh. Well, uh, we'll going
1: to our first topic here. you us see, to Goddamn and MHQ. <laughs>
0: Damn door!
3: I can't believe Game & Morpher gave Gears of War a 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way.
0: You guys are still playing with your consoles? Please you fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. <laughs>
3: Are you sick of Nerd Ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news big and small. And don't forget our other podcast where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you've never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop in Second Opinion. So stop by SecondOpinionGames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio.
0: In a world
1: where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot
3: to save humanity. In the same world where a two legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry.
1: Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact.
3: And this is Not That
0: Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Come back here! I'm not finished with you! punchun
3: Welcome back to Gundam at MHQ, this is Chris, and for our shortened topic today and our last one of the year, we're just going to sort of do an end-of-the-year wrap-up talking about some things that happened in the world of Mecha, as well as just some stuff in the show. So, why don't we start with our impressions of Mecha releases throughout the year, and uh, Neo, why don't you give us your impressions of Mecha this year, things that you liked, Things that you didn't like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: That's all crap. And it's not as good as the other stuff, and you know they're all classics. Even the stuff that was cla- crap last year, it's not classics.
2: It's classics, huh?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it it, it seems with this year we're kind of gearing up a little bit again. It seems I know that uh, we had some movies that came out at what, the double Well, double movie did it come out this year? Or was the that was last year? year? Yeah, but um, I guess that will be we reviewed it, so yeah. I guess. We can kind of do that with this, the, uh, you know, with the show. But um, you know, the biggest one is I would have to say is going to be you know Gundam Age and all of the uh, bitching and complaining that's uh, preceded that and continued as it's been going on. I think you know my attitude of having a wait and see attitude has worked out, and I've I've enjoyed the show so far. Uh, we got to see some of uh, what was it, the second part of the uh, Macross movies, the Frontier movies, uh, and. Other than that, we've been kind of quiet. But I know that there is a lot of rumor mill stuff that probably in the next what 2012 there might be some new things. Uh, the long awaited Kogius, uh, there's a new Kogius coming out in there, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah
3: the uh, the OAB.
1: So and the
3: stage show. Uh, oh, and the stage
1: show. What? And the tra- and the traveling and the traveling circus. We also had Gundam unicorns, you know, continuing on in uh, 2011 and. Go right into 2012, and possibly who knows, maybe 2013. You just never know with Bandai. We're just gonna keep this going and going.
2: And uh, but there's um,
3: more hideously ugly, obscurable suits that we have to uh, oh expose and make HGUCs out of. Hell yes. <laughs> more mecha I, porn for everybody. I know. I'll be first in line for the HGUC OG. Yeah.
1: But I get kind of I get kind of um, you know I, I get kind of this feeling that next year might be what was it uh, 2009 or 2010 when it was just like it was 2009 when everything was what was it like Geass Frontier and Double O were going strong and yeah we had to go through the the horrid horrid um, thing of three and four hour long um, <laughs> show reviews. So, hope we, we've learned our we've learned our lesson from that. So even if we have a situation that comes up like that, we're not going to be uh, killing ourselves and killing your uh, killing you guys having to try to listen to it. So, but I, I think in general, uh, Mecca is it's it's slowly getting going again, and um, you know there's definitely some interest there, and there's definitely some things that have been new. I mean, we all know the thing about Gundam Age, so but um that's that's really about it i mean i don't have anything else to really say on
3: what is the thing about Gundam Age
1: what do you mean what's causing everybody to go crazy about it no what
3: what, what you said we know the thing what what is the thing what 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 is what's the thing
1: i think it's uh, that it's you know you, you have a a very young cast even though we've seen it before in victory but uh we've seen it in, in this there i think because the, the the big issue with it is they look very young and the way that they're drawn is kind of cutesy and you know it's, it's caused a lot of issues and um,
3: oddly enough though uh, suddenly now a bunch of people are completely okay with age because we saw some uh, character art of generation 2 of yeah. adult Flit oh, yeah. sporting a, a bro stash
2: but, yeah I like to call him Flit a dama.
3: And, and, and making cool poses like looking away from mm-hmm. from the uh, the viewer so Suddenly, that's okay, but uh, when it was Kitty, it's like,
0: Urgh.
1: yeah, God forbid. And of course, like you said, I mean, we're gonna get to see these people go through generations, and that's that's definitely something new, uh, especially with
2: Gundam. So,
1: um, yeah, but other than that, that's it for me. So,
3: bro, your your thoughts on the year?
2: Well, when it comes to, uh, I guess, new mecha shows and just the new stuff that we came across throughout the year. I mean, even though some of these movies did come out um, in 2010. We didn't review until this year, like the Double O movie, um, and also the two Macross movies. We reviewed the first one way back in, I guess, February, and then the most recent one just a few episodes ago. So um, it was uh, it was pretty cool to finally um, to finally get caught up on some Macross Frontier after spending all that time reviewing it back in uh, back in uh, the previous years of doing the show, and then to see a, a new rendition of that. I, I know the big stink and to do was definitely about age, the fact that uh, it, it I guess it's cyclical. When it comes to uh, Gundam, where they always go back to a, a younger demographic, and it's just funny to see people just while out <laughs> about a show that's aimed towards a younger set, but, uh, and not you know, grasp the fact that you know Gundam does this every so often, and it was just just wild to have to calm these people down or you know just add to the dialogue about that to try to, to show the sense of why you know, Bandai and, and Sunrise was, 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 was focusing a show. On, on a younger set of people watching, and um, just to, just to hear people 's expectations of how bad the show was going to be and and, and to have to, uh, to, to to counter all that with with a wait and see attitude and it just goes to show that the internet can, can can be full of fools sometimes
3: well, you know funny, you mentioned that because 4chan being the bastion of logic and reason that it is <laughs> i 've noticed uh, they 're they're doing more and more of this uh, Someone will post an image picture from some random Japanese hobby shop with mm-hmm. a picture of like some age model kit on sale and and stated that's proof of how much this series is failing in Japan. Wow. I didn't or, like something's on sale? <laughs> yeah, something's on sale at some random store somewhere. Or another one that I like is they post pictures of a bunch of kits from age like stacked up high in some hobby shop, which again means nothing because how do I know it's not a picture taken from right when they unpacked that shipment?
2: Exactly. it, it, it can be, you taken. know, there's
3: no, there's no context there. How do I know yeah, that
2: Before that's they open supposed this to step. be?
3: Yeah. How do I know that that's indicative of the point they're trying to make, which is that, look, all these kids are sitting here cause no one wants to buy them. Yeah. Unless I see a well, film or does
1: the release date
2: and it's like, uh, they haven't
3: opened yet. So it's like, yeah, oh, there's no timestamp. There's no, there's no way to tell what any of that's about.
2: Just people being manipulative and, and trying to, trying to prove a point that, um, they have no ground to stand on with
3: <laughs> well you know it's pretty much like it's just conventional wisdom it's accepted truth now on 4chan specifically m of course mm-hmm. that age is uh, a complete bomb in japan wow i i can't with I can't, no facts and no basis whatsoever
2: i can't believe that how good the show is so far <laughs> i really can't and on top of that with the with the leaked pictures uh, I, I don't know if they were i guess they were leaked on purpose but uh the pictures that came out recently which show, you know, a little hint of the second generation. I was like, man, I cannot wait for that to start although I'm 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 grooving with the current generation now. I love the show as it is and it'd be wild to see that uh, come to a close. Um the second the second uh story in this in this epic is gonna be uh is gonna be fun to see how everything ties into the original series and how it builds up for the third. So this this middle part is pretty is going to be pretty um uh, important I guess for the to the to the, 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 the For the composition of the story, I'm, I'm, I'm digging. I'm, I'm smelling a Soul Bro guarantee here. Hey, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Hey, Chris, (laughs) Chris, you bring up a good
1: point though. Do you know like what, um, what the mood is of Japan when it comes to age? I mean, I I know uh, that
3: a lot of uh, Japanese fanboys have been complaining on on two chan, you know, which of course is the Japan, the original Japanese version of four chan. So, you know. The ultra angry butthurt fanboys of Japan are no more representative of the country and its anime fanbase as a whole, any more than the butthurt fanboys over here are. Right. So I haven't seen anything that gives, you know, any indication of what the broad fanbase thinks other than the vocal angry fanboys and I haven't seen what the latest ratings are they were a little low at the beginning but they were starting to go up so again we've just had what 10 episodes yeah Yeah, it's, it's not long enough to see the trend of ratings yet
1: yeah, I was just wondering because I, I hadn't seen too much about uh, ratings and stuff either. And, um, I just didn't know. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, you're always going to have the old butthurt fan, um, you know, always. just bitch, bitching and complaining about stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I was just kind of going on that to see, um, you know, if you had any additional information. So, no. Well, but. Damn. <laughs>
0: Anything yeah.
2: else, so, bro? Um, yeah. If anything, the 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 blowback on age was just entertaining to see. Go- entertaining and a little frustrating to, to 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 see unfold. But for the most part, um, we're we're all loving that the show. Just, that, that
0: frustrates you. That frustrates
1: you that people are going to do the same thing they've been doing for years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than what they did about double O. I i mean you, it's uh, hey it's, this, it's
2: galactica all of this has happened before and all of it will happen yeah. again yeah it's just it sucks because you know you know they've they've, they've been through this it's the same people bitching when um Turn A gundam came out over a decade ago and i remember the blowback right, on that, that but that, that and, that's what i'm saying like, though you're saying fuck? it was but you're saying it's, it was it's always going to
3: happen in yeah.
2: 2015
3: yeah. we're going to hear a bunch of fans complaining that gundam whatever is crap mm-hmm. compared to how awesome age and and double O were
2: yeah and uh, i don't know why i'm not i wasn't surprised just a little disappointed in in in, in those people but then again i, I don't know i i, I shouldn't hey, know why, why would you get this
1: yeah why would you get disappointed for stuff that you've seen happen yeah i, I
2: mean it shouldn't even surprise you anymore it, I did, it didn't surprise me it just disappointed me when 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 to hear people. Uh, well, why would it why would it disappoint you though that's what i'm saying though no, like i i under, i understand it doesn't surprise you but why would it disappoint you <sighs> i i just i expect better people i guess <laughs> that's your problem you expect better of people yeah I, I set myself up for disappointment that's that's what i did but you know they suck i mean they've, they've sucked for years uh, <laughs> and they will continue to suck hey man well i hope they eat crow when the series is, is over. There, that's is, all Is I there a spaceballs
3: balls joke being set up here <laughs> no not intentionally. not intentionally
2: not <laughs> intentionally but yeah other than that uh i i definitely got to say this is the year of the alien um when double o they were really aliens uh that were um in uh in uh, that 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 final movie that they had to take on, and that was actually uh, monumental for a Gundam series. And then um, the the assumption that the uh, U.E. and Gundam Age are aliens as well. Uh, and of course, we're gonna find out, I'm sure, that they're not. But uh, if anything, it, it's it's kind of cool to see that they that both those uh, Gundam maybe they're are illegal aliens. Who knows? Who knows? Fighting <laughs> back
1: against the uh, <laughs> the. the the immigration laws passed by the gun to age people.
2: Maybe the subpar coordinators. Who knows?
1: They were. They were. They were. They were all deported. Now they're
2: mad. <laughs> we want our jobs My mind.
3: friends, we have to deport all these illegals, my friends.
2: <laughs> but yeah, um... When it, ca- when it came to stuff in Mecca, uh, uh, Mecca shows it, it. It wasn't a red letter year, but it was. It was a pretty cons- oh, for, a pretty good year. Of course not, because it was a red letter year for Capcom fighting games, right? Oh boy. <laughs> so, the-
3: hey, you brought it Why up. Not you not pay attention to it. <laughs> How's that? Uh, how's that? Uh, Super
2: Street Fighter 4 2012 patch, Soul bro. I hey mean, it's free. <laughs> it, it's good though. i bet. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to bore everybody with the details of that. But yeah, I I enjoyed this year, and I thought that you can the-
3: you can leave that for uh, your Shinjuku Fighting Club.
2: Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this year and this stuff that we have, the new stuff that we watched. It was, it was very good. And I I got I'm excited for next year with the um, – I don't know if it's going to come out next year, but the, the Gundam The Origin um, OVA or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> Another adaptation from a
1: what, book. What, yeah, what do you think? Gundam The Origin OVA comes out or Turn A finally is released on DVD? What do you think <laughs> happens in 2012, Chris? Or, or uh, should we save this two. to the end for uh, predictions? for the upcoming year. Yeah, maybe we should just save this yeah, we'll, to we'll,
3: the end. we might as well. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a Hobson's choice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, um that, that's all I got to say about the new stuff.
3: You know, uh looking at the year and new releases, it's kinda of surprising how much of um the the stuff that's in the uh spotlight is old stuff from old fran well new stuff from old franchises. You had early on a couple of um Votome's OVAs that were kind of a mixed okay, bag.
0: Right. hmm Yeah.
3: You had uh, the second Frontier movie, which, of course, was very popular. And then you definitely had the story of the year in Mecca, which was Gundam Rage. No doubt. And, you know, looking back now, uh, it's just funny now that we're about 10 episodes in and just seeing how far off the mark the actual show is from all of the complaining that there was of cell phone gundam and little kids and controlling it with the cell phone and you know Mm -hmm. stupid upgrades and you know little kids and blah 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 and aside from the you know younger targeted character designs it's turned out to be not that different from your typical gundam show Mm -hmm. not really at all yeah and interestingly You know, unlike uh, some other shows that borrow elements from the original, like Seed, aside from that, those opening three episodes shows Catan gone in a totally different direction. I mean, when have we ever seen in Gundam a uh, military officer who beats up superiors, blackmails people, steals a battleship, tells his army to basically go screw itself, and makes deals with gangsters to go attack uh, the enemy forces. Straight grimy. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if, say, Bright or Jameel would go as far as Grodek has gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that at all, yeah. Because this guy's. I mean, it, it, it was one thing when he um, he got rid of the, the captain, the the original captain of the Diva, and it's like, wow, God, that that was pretty ballsy. And then it's just like each thing afterwards, it's, been, it's made that look just like uh, whatever, you know? Like child's play. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> no pun intended, huh? But uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> literally, no pun intended.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, it is interesting because it, I, I think we've brought this up before. It's like okay, people were before the show came out. People were bitching and complaining, mm-hmm. but then if we look at Victory, which had kids of the same age around the same age, I mean, it's one of the most violent and one of the most dark and depressing Gundams ever. And I'm not saying that age is doing that or is going to be that way, but it, it's very interesting that, yes, it looks very kiddy and colorful and all that, but you see that we have some really kind of dark themes that kind of kind of uh, yeah. very grown-up situations happen.
3: It certainly is yeah. not the, the play-school Gundam yeah. that all of the Raging Fanboys made it out to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... It's not, not Baby's not first Price. Gundam. Yeah, not no. Fisher-Price Gundam, and... Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting, and and to be honest with you, it really doesn't surprise me that it did that. Because in the back of my mind, I was like, just wait, they're probably this is probably a bait and switch to a point with this. They're gonna sit there and you know they're gonna show this all these colorful kids and you know uh, DK, and they're gonna be like, uh, oh, but it's gonna be probably depressing, and you know lots of stuff are gonna be happening to this kids. I mean, we saw just with Flint alone. I mean, um, you know he's he's had it kind of rough. I mean falling uh flaming wood falls on top of mom that's that's uh (laughs) that's kind of bad i know it's
2: not violent enough oh no not by it's too disney (laughs) well you didn't suffer enough (laughs) i I think the thing i like about the show the most is that it's starting to show it's uh the uh, pretty much what the creators of the show um what their what the strengths are which is uh that i I guess the people who work on the show had worked on previous uh games and rpgs like dragon quest and some other games from level five and there's a definite quest feel that I feel when I watch this show. It reminds me a lot of uh, Fantasy Star 3 because that house had three generations in it, and some of the some of the um, elements of the story that uh, I've seen so so far in the beginning part of it remind me of that game a lot. When I used to play it back in the day, um, I I, 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 I got to put on the nostalgia glasses, I guess. Because um... <laughs>
3: when do you ever take them off? Yeah, Does they, they ever take it off? On?
2: Well, I'm putting oh, on a please. second pair thanks to this show. <laughs> I
3: think this is like a full-on nostalgia helmet now. Yeah, no doubt.
2: (laughs) Or bodysuit. Nostalgia Nostalgia bodysuit. Complete with
1: with new finish. You shouldn't even preference that anymore. It's like... I'm gonna put on the Natalza glasses. No, you're still living in 1985.
2: <laughs> Not that far back, but no, I, I, I'm starting to see that in in the show, and uh, it, it's 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 definitely got me hooked. Yeah, and and Grudek as a character is 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 definitely an original person. I know a lot of people were joking about him being uh, Jamil Mark II, but he's he's definitely uh outgrown that really quickly so especially with his uh his dirty dealing he, he makes it, it it makes an interesting character to watch so
3: moving on from rage uh some other things about this year uh saw the end of some stuff that started last year the super robot wars tv show that was an entertaining ride mm-hmm. um Star Driver, which we talked about on Chaos Theater with Peter. There was an SD Gundam show on, first time in, in many years, and it was a adaptation of Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which I reviewed half of and we'll get around to finishing uh, sooner or later. Probably later. <laughs> uh, the end of the Breaking Blade movie series, which I definitely think is something we'll be discussing next year on this show, because it was a great series of uh, fantasy mecha, which we don't see enough of. No, we don't. No, no we you don't. Know, you know, I noticed we seem to get like just a couple of of uh, like big fantasy mecha every decade, and then it kind of disappears we get you know stuff like dunbine and Galliant in the 80s and then in the 90s we get stuff like ray earth and Escaflone, and then in this decade um i don't know what the hell did we have in the uh, the 2000s and the aughts
2: i'm trying to think yeah, oh, yeah we, and, we, and, we, and don't
3: do. don't say rian yeah i was gonna
2: say no oh <laughs> uh, the old wings <laughs> Um, I can't really think of much. Uh, there's got to be something, though. There's that... got to be something. I just can't think
3: of it. Damn. So. But then we got Breakblade, which uh, got licensed by Sentai or whichever version of ADV.
1: Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the one of the numerous shell companies.
3: <laughs> yes, it's coming out. I think early next year. So. Definitely worth checking out. It's good solid stuff if you want to see a fantasy mecha story. Nice. And
1: I wonder why that is with the fantasy mecha, because it always seems like when they when something is brought out they do pretty well, and there's a pretty positive response for for the most part. And I, 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 I just wonder it's if it's the genre that yeah. the
3: genre of fantasy is not that popular in Japan to begin with, because fantasy yeah. is a mostly a Western conceit. Yeah, it is. You know, medieval stuff with castles and armored knights and all of that stuff. Where obviously Japan's tradition is, you know, samurai and yeah. ninjas. <laughs> But, you know, that's they have their own tradition of, you know, their feudal times. And in the West, we have our own tradition. So, obviously, they'd focus on their thing more.
1: Don't they know that ours is better, though?
3: <laughs> I'm not going in that direction.
1: No, just just joking, i just say. Just joking.
3: If you look at it broadly, there's yeah. not that many fantasy anime, period. I mean, you have... No some well-known stuff like Lotos Wars, uh, Arslan, and that's about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's about it.
3: You know, when you get into like other fantasy type shows, you have stuff that's more eastern influenced like say the Excellent 12 Kingdoms. Yes. Mm. Which is not, you know, medieval europe at all
2: no not but still outstanding
3: and i, I don't know how fantasy uh you want to count queen's blade since that's more fan service than fantasy yeah that's... Well, unless your fantasy is the fan service
2: yeah that,
1: i guess you'd have to qualify what fantasy is on that
3: it, 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 it pretty much is fantasy so i guess yeah. it does count but they, they're certainly not making that show to appeal to fantasy fans. No, no. <laughs> it's not the appeal with that show.
2: Not more. It is for just uh for horny dudes.
3: Horny dudes who like to see girls in in skimpy outfits that uh, come apart very easily when they fight.
2: Yeah, ar- ar- armor that would not do a very good job. <laughs>
3: But you know, it actually is not too bad of a show. I will say, this is a minor point of digression. Mm-hmm. If if you want to think about how best to describe Queen's Blade, you take G Gundam, you take away the
2: robots, you
3: add lots of boobs, and that's Queen's Blade.
2: That's Queen's Blade. <laughs>
3: 'Cause it's all but, fighting to see who becomes the ruler for the next four years. Oh yeah. Wow, same concept.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you'd be surprised sometimes those fan service shows. <laughs> yes, they are, you know, they they do have a lot of that in there, but um sometimes they can have could...
3: a decent story buried yeah. underneath all of the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Literally, Literally exactly he's buried underneath them. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: This is not the Boob Review 2011.
3: No. We'll leave that for Chaos Theater, maybe. <laughs> so, you know, aside from the things that we've covered this year, uh, there are other me- mecha-related things that came out, but um, there's not a lot that, that uh, caught me outside of the major franchises, i got to say.
1: Well, for live action, we have to talk about the, one of the greatest movies done of all 2011, uh, Transformers 3, done oh, by Bayness yeah. Sir oh. Bay, that we reviewed. <laughs> so that's, that's mecha-related. And, um, you know, it it definitely washed the taste of Revenge of the Fallen out of everybody's eyes.
3: (laughs) You know, and interestingly, though, one notable omission that we had was there was back in 2010, there was announced this new mecha series with kind of Gundam looking designs. Mm-hmm. by kunio okawara it oh, yeah. supposed to come out in 2011 yeah. and it never did it never did yeah that's right
1: and i i didn't hear anything I, I wonder if it was just one of those things that they just decided not to do it and they never said one thing or the other
3: was that gonna be I to look up what it was
2: called i'm looking up uh is it uh is it, it was it is it was it gonna be produced by sunrise as well or some other animation i think it might have been um yeah
1: I, I actually think it was a, a news article, like towards the end of 2000. Here it is
3: uh, Kihei Senki Legacies. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah, a very, very Gundam looking mm-hmm. thing. I've got here an old article from uh, ANN dated March 2010. And let's see what it says here.
1: Well, he's too busy to design in mamasons for cities, right? And stuff, and, and little and little peaches and pears and stuff. I mean, uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's, he's a very busy man. His, ta- his talents are needed to, um, you know, welcome people to, uh, you know, Soba City, and uh, you know, to eat the noodles.
3: Supposedly so. I guess so. But uh, yeah, I've s- seen nice. there's like no news about this at all, other than its original announcement, now almost two years ago. So, yes, well, I huh? uh, guess we're never going to see it.
2: <laughs> maybe it got maybe it got shelved in, in favor of a, a a production on age or something like that. Who who knows? It, it may make its appearance in the far future, I guess, or maybe it, maybe it's just gone. That is kind of strange that they would they would announce it and then it would just be uh it would just be just just vanished from sight. But especially for a guy like that,
1: you know, mm-hmm. it's it, for somebody like him when you're making an announcement on that you're, he's going to be doing a show, you would imagine that it would. They would have, you know, brought it to light, or at least told us what the deal was, or even maybe just brought it down to maybe a movie or something like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: another thing that uh, that uh, missed this year as well, which is sort of becoming like the Duke Nukem forever of anime, is Gothic Made,
0: mm-hmm.
3: which is uh, a Mamoru Nagano production of a Mamoru Nagano film. Written by Mamoru Nagano, directed by Mamoru Nagano, <laughs> edited by Mamoru Nagano, with animation by Mamoru Nagano, and does mecha designs by Mamoru Nagano. It wow. does,
1: and, and who markets it? I don't know if it's him or is it... Uh, who, who, who's, who's the marketer for that or the advertising agency?
3: Uh, it says here in Anan, Automatic Flowers
2: Studio. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's probably still working on it. <laughs> He's well, there doing everything there was, by
3: there, there was some news on it that it finally is coming out uh, this, this co- upcoming spring. So I guess that's something that we can finally look forward to. Mm-hmm. We also had the announcement that next year there's going to be a new Aquarian show, which excites me exactly zero.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. All you got to do is just watch episode one and two of Aquarian and be like, uh, okay next I
3: couldn't, even, <laughs> I couldn't even i couldn't even get through the uh the first series so i don't expect that i'll be watching the sequel can we say dk a pile of dk <laughs> i wouldn't say that i'm not gonna just judge it wholesale but uh i feel less what inclined.
1: i saw was, yeah it was pretty bad it wasn't a pile of dk
3: I feel less inclined to, to watch it because the original Aquarian, it's just, it was just a chore to get through. I watched the first half and just could not enjoy it and said to myself, why am I forcing myself to watch this show? So I stopped. That's a valid question.
1: <laughs> you, you mean you just didn't continue and bitch about it on, on an online
2: forum? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, some people, you've got sense. <laughs> Which some people don't exhibit when they force themselves to watch a show they hate. Or you I got know. a life. You got other things to do with your life.
3: So as far as now that we're on the subject of other things that are coming out next year, mm-hmm. uh, although we haven't heard anything, undoubtedly we're going to have some kind of thing for the 30th anniversary of Macross. Yeah, I think. Because they never miss one of their five-year anniversaries. They've always got something.
2: I wonder when they'll actually drop information about that. Hopefully it'll be after the, uh, at least the next month, if anything.
3: Hopefully they don't go overboard with the 30 theme and have the Macross 30 or the vf 30 or have it be 30 episodes
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> like they with frontier because yeah you know, they went a little a little bit overboard or a smaller carrier called the macross 30
2: <laughs> percent you know they're gonna fit 30 in there somewhere you know they are but um
1: we are we are the 30 <laughs> percent <laughs> In space. The, the, the 30% is uh, protesting the 70%.
2: 30, 30%, uh, was that? Sitting outside I don't know, it's, back, it's, sitting, anything's sitting, possible.
1: Sitting outside the administration building of the cross 30.
3: Yes, <laughs> the there's 30% 30, who want, who demand rights to good Valkyries. <laughs> there, there's 30 people in this protest, and they're
1: representing the 30% in front of the the uh, the 30th uh, administration building on the Macross 30.
3: On Southwest 30th Street. <laughs>
1: And they see the president on the 30th floor.
3: <laughs> on On March 30th. 2030.
1: Or 3030.
3: 30. <laughs> it's in the future. <laughs> yes, gonna of a thousand years. The year 3030. 30. Oh, man. Deltron. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Robotech 3000, the the disembodied head of Hikaru. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, yeah. I went there. I mentioned Robotech 3000. Yay. Yeah. That's
1: that's Ew. <laughs> <laughs> all, they, all, they, all they have is this head, like they do in um, Futurama, where they have, like the head museum. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Perfectly preserved. Also, of course, next year we've got the second and third generations of Age coming, so it's sort of like we'll be getting new shows, in yeah. a sense, like I mini know. shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's something they look forward to. Origin, who knows what the hell is going to happen <laughs> there.
1: Yeah, that was just an announcement, so. Yeah. We,
3: we
2: didn't we, get we, we,
1: we, 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 we know how well they follow up on the announcements.
2: Yeah, we didn't even. During the announcement, we didn't even get any pictures or any kind of uh, description promotion, or yeah, promotional material. So I got the you know, manga. You Just yeah. look at the picture. There you go. I'm just saying, it's like no, usually just, when it's that's probably time, what
1: they're that's is. probably what they're thinking. <laughs> 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 it's the manga. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay,
3: oh, hey Jay Leno, noted uh, <laughs> Gundam
2: analyst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: So that's, I got
3: the gun tank.
1: Got the Generation One gun tank in my. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my warehouse of uh, 4,500 cars.
3: <laughs> and then, of course, something else to look forward to, the last third of Unicorn and uh, to see if they recover, recover from the fumbles of Episode 4 and give us a strong finish or if they go out with a whimper. <laughs> I, read, I
2: read some story that they might be coming out with a movie for, for Unicorn. Or just a like rumor
3: that. that keeps coming up and up that people yeah. are mentioning that won't go away. Wow. but it has no substantiation from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard it, the rumor is this, that um, that the last two episodes of the OVA are not going to cover the remainder of the books and that instead they're going to lead the remainder of the books in a separate movie that's going to be two hours, which I guess is plausible given the huge success of Unicorn on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. However, here's the, what puts the light of that. Episode 4. If they did intend to not finish the story in the six episodes and finish it out in a movie, one, they would have announced it by now.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Two, if that was their intention, they wouldn't have compressed so many things in the fourth episode and just steam-barreled through so many events at such a fast pace to try to keep the story moving. Yeah. Make it sense? I mean if this thing has been going on for a long time, so it could have been early enough in episode four's production that they could have changed gears and not rushed through so much of it. Yeah. So, i i don't believe it because it's just something that people keep repeating but sunrise has never said anything and if they were going to do it they would have said it by now
1: yeah and, and that's the thing if it, it, and it, they always talked about how it was a planned six episode ova so it's like
3: yeah i mean we've already also got the date of may 2012 for episode five and still word yeah. no of anything beyond that so we would have known by now
1: yeah exactly
3: now don't get me wrong It wouldn't surprise me if at some point, maybe early 2013, they put together some kind of unicorn compilation movie out in theaters that chops everything down to an incomprehensible mess, but adds even more obscure mobile suit cameos.
1: Uh, Special guest director Fukuda.
3: (laughs) Special appearance by Elephant Mark II. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Designed by the Neo 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 Zeon.
1: The Elephant Kai.
3: Yes. So so. that that would not surprise me because you know Sunrise loves doing Gundam compilations. Oh, yeah. So I don't doubt we're getting some kind of unicorn compilation.
1: On Blu-ray for twice the amount of money.
2: Yeah. That's the best.
1: (laughs) With less With less features. All you, all you get is like a, a substandard menu, <laughs> title menu.
3: <laughs> That's only if you're buying the DVD in America. There you go. So to close out, you gentlemen, have any any things that you're looking forward to next year?
1: I'm looking to see if they ever will just uh, finally give us one word on like turn A and some of these other things that they said that they're going to release on DVD. And, you know, I understand it was what talked about earlier this year, but you know, if I remember
3: correctly, it was licensed last year. Yeah, the fact that we've gone through almost this entire year and they was, still haven't put it out, and they're being totally hush hush about it, not encouraging, especially given Bandai's past record of announcing things are licensed, not yeah. saying anything for a very long time, and then like quietly saying, eh, "We're not going to release really
1: that." And um, and I, I think stuff like this really kind of validates the fact of when you know when we don't get all. Um, you know, we don't get all hot and bothered that we hear this news because, as we can see, it's just kind of going along the, the same way that we we had, we had stated when we heard the news. Yeah, Let's I, I believe it when I see, see
3: it. Yeah, I exactly. It. I believe it when I have the DVD case in my hands because, hey, Bandai, I'm still waiting for that uh, that Lazner DVD release that you promised uh, 10 years ago. Where is it? <laughs>
0: <Good> <laughs> oh, that's right.
3: That. You, you bailed out on it.
2: Well, at least at least you have in your hand the uh the first part of the Mobile Suit Gundam uh reboxing. Yeah. So, uh, And we yeah, at,
3: least, at least we at least have the cover art for the second, although no date yet, but no, yeah. I think it's uh pretty surprising that we have cover art for the second set, but we still don't even have a word about Turn A's first set. Yeah, that's true. And I heard some thing from some forum somewhere that was going to be released as four box sets, which would be a little ridiculous, what? but yeah. What I would say to this is Hey, Bandai, continued silence about things is not encouraging. When you go stealth like this and don't say anything at all for months, it's not encouraging news, especially when you said that it would be out fall 2011. I understand that there are times when there's some kind of delicate situation coming up in production and you can't talk about it. At least say that you can't talk about it. That's more than just complete radio silence.
1: Yeah, communication is the key. <laughs> you know, yeah. Telling us something and then just leaving us hang for a year without anything.
3: Yeah, exactly. Not I mean, very encouraging. At least tell us that you can't say anything because that is an update that shows that at least things are still happening and that the wheels are in motion somehow.
1: Or, 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 at, the, or at the least, you could just make up some excuse. I mean, just be like, oh, based on whatever, or you know... We've decided to move the date from um, this to be yet determined or whatever to be yeah. announced. Whatever Just say it might something. be. something. Something yeah. is
3: better than nothing.
1: When I hear nothing, I mean it, then that means that. Uh,
3: yeah, and knowing <laughs> nothing's Bandai going Tracker. on. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're not. They're not exactly the this, the this You know, they don't adhere to deadlines.
3: Maybe um, uh, you should ask them next time you drive on over to uh, to pick up our uh, our bribes. I mean oh, sponsorship.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: I, I, I need to go by there and grab a picture of their, their massive, wonderful headquarters.
3: When, when, you head. go to have, uh, when you go to sit down with Mr. Bandai and yes. eat uh, caviar <laughs> out of uh, gold-plated bowls.
1: Well, their caviar is not as good as the stuff that we're fed by the government, you know, in, in our gold-plated offices and champagne oh. fountains and stuff. Uh, I,
3: I know the, uh, the gold heavens of DoD. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Just rivers of gold. Blowing. Yes. And yes. chocolate. Chocolate gold. Tax chocolate gold. gold. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, man. That's something that just always happens every year with Mecca, the disappointing predictions and, and, and releases by gun or uh, by Bandai and Sunrise. Actually Bandai especially. You know. We're just gonna we're gonna do this uh, just to make you happy and we'll never follow up. <laughs> Hopefully you forget. <laughs> I think, that's, oh. I think that's I think that's. their plan. They're like, we're just going to say this to shut them up, and maybe they'll just forget.
3: <laughs> well, if there's one thing Gundam D fans never do, it's forget.
1: Oh, I think that's true.
3: So I guess for me, the last thing is, uh, as I hadn't mentioned before, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the Code Geass OVA. And yeah. the fact that it's coming out next year, I think it's kind of surprising because... It's now been more than five years since the first season premiered mm-hmm. and the second season premiered three years ago. I'm surprised it's taken them this long to bring out this OVA and, you know, cash in on the show's popularity. Because, as we know, with some stuff, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind.
2: Yeah, that's true. Especially in the anime industry. <laughs> you wait too
3: long. Yeah. You miss that when, window. When when the new flavor comes,
2: you know, the, the old hotness is forgotten. Yeah, it becomes a... Uh, becomes, uh... Old hat, and uh, that's the last thing you want to see happen. But I guess gius has got enough fire behind it to see if. Um, is
1: it, uh, it going to so be the same? Is it going to be the same director that did the the, the series, both the one and two, season one and two? Or
3: I don't believe so.
1: Oh, okay, because I was
3: going to say if it
1: was, then he had the record of really kind of stalling on things, so that yeah. wouldn't have been that surprising. So, but well, the fact the, that it might might be a different person is yeah, that that that's, makes that's it stalling even worse. Was
3: not his fault. Yeah, but, but uh, anyway, I, don't know. I think. Uh, to wrap this up as our uh, sort of review of 2011 and some thoughts on what to expect in 2012 Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
0: Let's do no such Gundam thing.
1: If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam and MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, Premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs and also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should, too.
3: What did the anime addict say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of Pokemon?
0: Who doesn't want to spin around, glow, and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot. Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, she's changing. Quick, shoot her.
3: Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my Charmander. Anonymous. I'm eating a sandwich (laughs) calling my bookie because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. Visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaaPodcast.com and iTunes.
0: Man walks down the street in that hat. People know he's not afraid of anything. Gun damn straight.
2: Welcome back, gang, to Gundam at MAHQ. This was episode ninety-two, our final episode of two thousand eleven. No, we... our final episode. Period. Oh man, Embr- Embrace Brace yourself, guys. This is it. This is it. I... The last episode. We told you we hit you up at the last second. No, we're just kidding. Um, we. we I just, just, I just decayed my pants. Oh. <laughs> His name is now an adjective. Nice. I but already
0: did before you did.
2: You are the originator. But in this episode, we pretty much had a year in review, and we uh, talked about our some of our, our expectations of the coming year, 2012. Um, maybe the last year there ever was, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we're supposed,
1: to, we're supposed to die next
2: year, aren't we? Boy, if anything, uh, that, that that then that will be the last episode of Gundam and MHQ at that time. But uh, before we close out the episode, we're going to take a visit to uh, the old Postmaster and his mailbag, and also um, listen to some of your voicemails uh, left uh, on our uh, voicemail number, and uh, I'll turn it over to Chris to uh, to to take us down that uh, t- to, to take us to the mailbag.
1: Hey Chris, is your, is your mail service losing money too? No. Okay, just wondering.
3: I make a profit.
2: I, I, I didn't know
1: if you were gonna t- uh, you know lengthen your delivery times.
3: I I have uh, I have small uh, slave children tied up in a garage to process all of my mail. Oh,
2: awesome, awesome. And I Sometimes. feed
3: them very little. Very
2: the bare minimum crumbs and samples that's it that's all they get yes.
1: so you so you're using the uh the steve jobs model of manufacturing. yes the
3: foxconn model <laughs> so start off with some voicemails which you can leave for us on our google voice number 305-792-8324 or 305-SWATFAG. And uh our first message is a very, very bizarre one, so let's listen to that.
0: Hi, this is Harriet Carrot calling for Gun Pam at MAHQ.
3: Letting y'all know I'm calling from beyond the to Let you know that you sons of bitches took
0: all my hot dogs. Hey, hey,
3: this is, hey Herrick, hey, this is Harry Carrot. Me, I don't know how I'm calling from beyond the
0: grave dead. I, I don't even know what the hell cell phone is.
3: Hey! Yeah, and I thought, who the hell sent this message? But then I listened to it closely, and I said to myself, gee, that must be Crestborn, because that sure as hell sounds like him.
0: <laughs>
2: it's certainly not Harry Carey so do you concur so bro i i it sounds just like crestborn um who our listeners know is uh one of the people behind the rise from the ashes uh promotion that's going on right now for uh the, the the comic that they're working on based on the old dreamcast game for for gundam uh definitely check that out if you haven't heard the commercial yet you'll hear it in this episode but yeah that, that's definitely that fool all
3: right well thank you for the nonsense
2: i was hoping it was harry Carey from the oh. grave <laughs> Coming dead from um from from uh, Shea Stadium. what? Shea Stadium? Oh yeah, wait a minute, I'm, I'm getting my He was the announcer name. for the Cubs. He was the Cubs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm getting my sports mixed up. All all hate
1: all baseball hate mail to uh Sobro S B R N H Q at Gmail.com. And guess what? it will go right in the trash. Along along with all internet petitions.
3: Alright, next we have a comment from good old Arbiter.
1: Hey this is for Gundam at MAHQ. Uh, this is Robert, a.k.a.
2: Arbiter Gundam, over on the forums, and uh, I guess I just wanted to call I'm leaving message at 305 Swat Bag. You're right, Chris, that's a heck of a vanity name I wouldn't
0: want, but you know, back in March, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, I'd been
1: introduced
0: to the glory that is uh, Macross, so thanks a lot for that, guys. I've been listening since old Alc. Episode 3 or so. So
3: it's been a heck of a ride. Keep up the great work, and uh, here's looking forward to many more episodes. Well, thank you for that comment. Uh, We always like to spread the love of Macross. And our last voicemail comes from that infamous criminal from down under, (laughs) Mulaflaga, who says... I just wanted to leave a bit of feedback saying, Chris, unfortunately, this won't be the last more entry in than an bag from me or from anyone else. Also, quick question for you guys. What shows do you look forward to actually reviewing, eventually, from your pile of stuff that you've got to get through? You know, and for Chris and Solbrook, because I don't know one of the
0: answers anyway, what would be shows that you do not look forward to reviewing on the podcast anyway?
3: Well, uh, for stuff that we're looking forward to, we kind of just answered some of that in the uh, the last segment. But as far as old shows... I uh, definitely like to talk about full metal panic when we get around to that. Oh, I can't wait till the Nadesco segment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially when we get to Prince of Darkness. That'll be Ooh. that'll be good times. Good times.
1: P- Prince of DK. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: things i'm not looking forward to uh nothing that jumps out because you know we generally don't review things here that we don't like unless it's uh a toilet and we haven't had a toilet in a
2: while and even then we we like we like reviewing it we just don't like the act of watching it when we have the new anime toilet and the payoff is the review (laughs) most definitely i i I, uh
1: i nominate razafon for the next anime toilet
2: man there you go
3: all right, moving on now to the regular old mailbag, which you can drop a question for on the mailbag submission thread on the MechaTalk forums. Mm-hmm. We start with EA Netdude who says, How many times must you kill that girl and her dog?
1: Every episode. As <laughs> many time times I watch as necessary. Every time I watch that show.
3: Number two, what's your analysis of the mechanical designs in the original Star Wars trilogy from the ship's fighters bases props reactor shafts what are your favorites ones that don't make any sense to you designs that could have been engineered better for more effective use are there any types of designs you would add to the trilogy i like the contrast uh in the old trilogy that you do not at all see in the new trilogy of Mm -hmm. stuff that's shiny and new and works well versus stuff that's crappy and old and beaten up (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: especially especially for the rebels. Yeah,
3: yeah, because the rebels, you know, they're they're rebels. You know, they have beaten up old crap that they get to work just barely, and you know, the universe feels lived in and real. But then you go to the prequel trilogy, and everything is just so sanitized.
1: Yeah. Well, not only that, but in the original trilogy, even the um, even the Empire ships, they're so kind of drab and boring because it's you know it's they're just gray
3: and white it's a a dull place it's just like you go into any government building they're very drab and dull and boring yeah
1: very (laughs) functional the
3: the monotony of government functional but but not pretty to look at
2: yeah yeah i i i definitely uh agree with you there as for uh as, as for, um, in comparison to the, uh, the new trilogy where almost everything was brand new. I mean, I think in the first of the, of the prequel movies, you had a little bit of old technology there when they were on, uh, Tatooine. But other than that, once you got into the other movies, everything was just sparkling and it's, uh, they just totally forgot about, uh, what visually made Star Wars work in the first place. Yeah, as well, for things, but that- don't don't
1: say they. It only goes to one person in those things.
2: Well, Lucas, Lucas, yeah. and Lucasfilm, because they they help they help with that. Those atrocities. Riches, riches,
1: Rich Lucas. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to it,
2: yeah, it is. It's all him.
3: One thing that I thought was really dumb in the original trilogy that just makes me scratch my head every time. What's that? The ATSTs, the chicken walkers. <laughs> okay, I don't oh, really the, see the, how they're the ones. So- Jedi
1: okay the the smaller ones not the yeah, yeah. Not, okay.
3: not the big ones the the AT-STs, the chicken walkers they don 't seem very useful uh, they apparently seem to be made of paper thin armor that can be destroyed by two swinging logs right which just confuses me to no end because like if you th- if you throw two logs at say an m one abrams tank they 're just going to like break or or <laughs> bounce off they're they 're not even going to scratch the paint, I think <laughs> yeah. or if you throw it at say a Bradley fighting vehicle or something of that nature
0: yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it's not yet,
3: yet apparently these logs on Endor are so powerful that they can just completely smash the cockpit of the chicken walker and make it blow up.
2: Damn, they should have made those chicken walkers out of that wood, damn. <laughs> but,
3: but you have to remember, those logs
0: were
1: prepared in, uh, and initiated by Ewoks.
3: Oh man. Yes, the little space it, teddy bears. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> they are the great trump card because little tiny space teddy bears are going to trump all the technology and armor and all of the uh, military know how of a of a galactic empire they are the impact players <laughs>
2: <laughs> not really, not really, oh my god,
3: yes, for stuff that I would add um Certainly not anything from the prequel trilogy. I'm sure there's some stuff from, like, the games that I'm not recalling, like from stuff like Jedi Knight and whatnot that mm-hmm. just doesn't come to me now, but uh, I think the original designs were, were pretty good as is. Yeah,
2: I mean, uh, the X-Wing and the uh, Death Star are pretty iconic in the way they look and, and how they're designed. Even the Ad-Ads, uh, not the Ad-Ads, but uh, what are the TIE Fighters? You know, those yeah. are, those, are, those are designs that still hold up to this day. I can't really oh, say. Oh, the, the Scream Fighters? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Don't forget uh, the aluminum falcon. The aluminum yeah that, that's right, the aluminum yeah. falcon. Are, <laughs> really all all iconic and I can't really think of anything from uh the pre- the prequels that, that that strike me in that fashion. It's just just uninspired, man. Uninspired. All right, next we have
3: Gunham Type 0 who says, "What up, gang?" This question is probably for Chris since I know he played Macross VFX 2 from the PS1. Has it ever been revealed who Aegis Fokker is. How is he related to the Senpai or Senpais? His pimp hand also seems to be as strong as Roy since he dated almost every single Bridge Bunny and I think his squadron mate too in that game. Uh, well, since that game never came out here in English, I was of course playing it in Japanese, and although I understood enough of the dialogue to get through, I uh, certainly could not pick up everything that uh, was said during the cutscenes, especially if it was written on screen since I cannot read Japanese. No doubt. Um, <laughs> Maybe there's something on the compendium. I've heard that he's anywhere from being like, you know, a descendant, like a great great grand nephew or some crap like that. Or mm-hmm. uh, I've heard some people say he's a clone somehow. I have no idea. So I would say go, go to the compendium or maybe go to the Macross World forums and, and do a search there or ask there. If they don't have a topic about it, and that's where you'll find your answer. Mm-hmm. Right on. Next we have Raptor who says been pondering this myself since I heard of it and was wondering what you guys thought. Supposedly one of the dropped plot points for Destiny was that Shin would wind up on the Jewel team. Had that happened, Izak was supposed to force Shin to use Azaku for one episode to teach him that it's the pilot, not the machine, and other awesome things before Durandal calls Shin back for the last arc of the show. My question is, do you think that Izak would have pulled up right and whipped Shin into shape, or would Shin have just continued to rebel? Do you think that could have saved the series? I've never heard this rumor, so I very much doubt it because this is the sounds, first I've ever heard of it. Sounds like fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. However, let's go let's let's play along with it for a minute and say this would have happened. Candy Lamb. Yes, absolutely he would have bright slapped, bright punched and bright kicked yeah. this uh, fool <laughs> into shape.
1: As as uh, Diarca was holding him down.
3: The hell yeah. Yeah. He would not take any of this crap from this kid, and no. he would not just be some ineffective moping whiner the way Athrin was yeah. the entire series. So uh, perhaps if if Izak had drilled him into shape before um, Emperor Durandal called him in to become his lapdog, it might have made some difference, but assuming that this was supposed to happen anyway, that is not enough to save the series, because there are so many more problems with it, like, say, Jesus Yamato... And pretty much every single thing that Jab Man likes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, especially for one episode. I don't think it would, uh, would, if you're putting it in that context. I mean, if you had it where possibly it was an extended arc, maybe, possibly it could make it more palatable. But yeah, I agree. I don't think it, it got to a point with that show, you, you just couldn't help it anymore. So the only thing you could really do is just to put out its own misery or put us out of our misery.
2: It's a cool idea. I'll be honest with you. Um, I I I do dig the fact that he would have a come to Jesus moment and and switch to the proper side. But uh, I I well, I, he did have a come to Jesus Yamato moment uh, at the end of the at the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> what, what in the, in the, in the final the final the final quarter? No. Uh, <laughs> it should have happened much sooner. But yeah, he did have it, but not 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 at the time where he should have. And um i can't I can't say that even with, with the same writers, I don't think the show would have would have would have been any better. um It'd just have been cool to see if that development took place.
3: All right, next we have questions from uh oh, this this guy sounds like he must be a huge Zeon fanboy. Zobby must die <laughs> He's
2: the biggest zombie supporter we know.
3: He asks, what are your thoughts on the idea of a Gundam arcade game that has the level of detail as, say, the initial D arcade machine or
2: afterburner? He must not know about Bonds of the Battlefield.
3: It already exists, and and I want to play it, but I can't. And I haven't been to Japan,
2: and it's and it's got that little
1: card just like those games have yep. that little, yeah. little little plastic card. card
2: exactly. Um, yeah, it's out there, and they they're making a new uh, either they're making it or it's out now. But the one where you can put your uh, your models in modeled after the uh, the same uh, machine that was shown on the uh, what's that what's that uh, that short series for uh, Gundam modeling um the gunpla anime. builders gunpla builders. It, uh, it was featured on there, and now they're bringing that technology to life in an actual arcade game that'll have a, a similar type of interface so i think that's really cool and um I, if i ever go over to go to japan i'll make it a point to try that all right next he asks, does the voltron
3: short shot by alex albrecht influence your opinion on a live action gundam at all the short was beautifully done and to me gives a tiny bit of hope i've not seen it haven't heard of it so i can't can't comment on it, it was- <laughs> yeah. anything if anything gives me a small bit of hope for live-action Gundam, it's, as I mentioned before, the live-action Yamato.
2: Yep, but um, I, I to comment on the Voltron short, it was very well done. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I I, I thought... Uh, what
1: was it done for? Is it just a test or something? Or
2: It, it was done by um, an enthusiast. I, the, the star of it, the guy who... Uh, no, the what, was the point of, what was the point of it? Fan-based. It was just completely oh. fan-based with the movie, with rumblings of the movie, the live-action movie coming out. Some people took it upon themselves to do it. It actually stars I think the main guy from Psycho. Cy- um on you know, that that shows on usa uh he's he plays uh lance from voltron and and he you see him inside the red lion and it's as it's floating in space and he it looks like he's pretty much been left abandoned and uh he's having a monologue to himself but it it's really cool i i, I thought it was just very well done
3: so uh solbro this alex albrecht is it
2: alex albrecht from the
3: screensavers and dignation or someone else
2: no i believe it is uh, alex albrecht from scre- uh from the the, the one in the same
3: all right interesting yeah I hadn't
2: seen it, so I don't know.
3: His last question, which console slash handheld do you think has the best library of mecha games so far? I bet whichever system has all those SRW games might be a worthy candidate. And he closes with, thank you for producing such a fun and informative podcast, take it easy, awesome style. (laughs) Probably the one that just by capita has the most uh, mecha-related games would have to be the DS, I think.
2: You yeah, think probably.
3: so? Not that it's, PS- it's got a bunch of uh Super Robot Wars games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got quite a few uh G generation. hmm It's got regular Gundam games like uh there was a double O game. A couple
1: double uh, O games.
3: Yeah. You've got um sort of mecha ish titles, uh that you know, sci fi advanced stuff like um Advanced Wars. Right. there's a
1: there's a front mission game for it I think yeah
3: there was there was a front mission game the remake of the original front mission yeah. um, and there's a lot of mecha titles on the DS there was um, crap there was that uh, new Bangayo game they had for it yeah that's oh, yeah. what I was just
1: gonna say Bongayo. Bongayo. yeah, um,
3: yeah. What else? It's trying to keep track, cause there's so many stuff, so much stuff that came out in Japan that never made it here. So oh, just yeah. on that alone, well, I,
1: I'll just be honest. Uh, just from when we get the articles talking about uh, mecha games coming out in Japan and stuff, it seems like most, all of them are coming out for the DS. So, so,
3: so you, you the know, DS was a hugely selling system in Japan.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. still is to some degree.
3: Still is even more so than the 3DS. So <laughs> no doubt.
2: Well, so, you, know, you don't think that uh, the, the PS2 or the PS1 might have rivaled it? Because uh, I know a lot said of different games came out. Help. He said hand console
3: help. slash handheld. Hand but, um, yeah, I mean, back in the days, yes. But, I mean, those consoles are dead and yeah. the P- the DS is still around, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I the PS2 it. had tons of of mecha games. So,
2: yeah. we're talking have, console, yeah. yes. If we're talking handheld, I would say the DS. The DS has probably got him beat. Yeah, and the PSP has got his share too. So, um, yeah, but, but the PSP nowhere No, nowhere near the DS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not at all.
3: All right, moving on. Next is Mr. Bushido, who says. Uh-oh. After watching the second Frontier movie, I saw similarities between its ending and the O movie's ending regarding Alto and Setsuna. You know what I mean. Now, a friend of mine made the statement that Frontier was a much better movie than O because it was much smoother, which points out that he disregarded the fact that Frontier was given two movies and O only one. Mm-hmm. Seeing as how the Frontier movies were retellings and were given more legroom, how do you feel about this kind of statement after B compared to the double O movie? I'm pretty sure something like this has been floating around. If you guys haven't reviewed the second frontier movie, when you get to this question, you can skip it and get back to it after your review of the movie. Well, he posted this before we did review the movie. So, but we didn't talk about this in that segment. So might as well do it here. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, frontier had two movies to work with and double O only had one. That's it's a big difference. It's an extra two hours to work with. Plus... Overall, I found that even though Double O was a single movie, I thought its ending was better because mm. it pretty much addressed everything. Yeah. yeah, you didn't see like after the movie what happened to everybody, yeah. but you got enough. And you at least had that post-credits epilogue of um, Setsuna and Old Marina, which I think really summed up their entire relationship. You didn't have that in Frontier. You had Alto just going MIA and Cheryl in a coma with a hint that she might be waking up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he, I don't he- know
3: how Frontier is smoother.
2: Well, I, if you look at it at the standpoint that if, um, if if somebody got dragged to the theater to watch the Double O movie and hadn't watched the TV show, then they may have that kind of impression that the Double O movie is not, you know, it, it, it's 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 not as fulfilling as if you've already invested time with in these characters and whatnot. Unlike the well, that's irrelevant movies, because if yeah.
3: you know, it the Double O movie is not designed for just a general a <laughs> movie. It's designed as the sequel to a TV series. So anyone who has not seen the TV series complains about the movie's ending. Their opinion is irrelevant because they don't have the necessary knowledge they need. That's true. That's true. To watch the movie.
2: Well, I yeah, if that's the case, then um, I guess it is relevant. But um, the frontier movies, they also had uh, the the luxury of, of not only being two movies, but also you know retelling the story. So you know they had that fallback. As opposed to Double O having the hard job of actually bringing the whole series to a close. And I know the the Double O movie to me accomplished that. So.
0: Well, I
1: think I think that it's kind of in a way, possibly apples and oranges with these um, movies because with the double, double O, the focus on the relationships within it were always different than the focus of the relationships in Macross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the in, Gund, in Gund- Gundam Double O, it's these people's relationships and how things affect them within the context of the society and the world that they're living in as opposed to like Macross where it's like kind of Within those people's lives, and then all the stuff around it's kind of ancillary <laughs> you know it's kind of part of them getting to their you know what i'm saying i i don't know if I'm explaining this well enough or but it, it just seems like the Gundam Gundam double o it's like the respond and just like how Gundam always is it's the response of what's going on in the world there's always a war there's always some type of crisis and the and it's those people interrelated within it where it's like in Matt cross, it's like star cross lovers or something like that and then there's all these other things kind of going along along with you know going on around them so yeah i, I don't know I, I think i think uh and i, I think i do agree that gundam double o did a little bit better because you did get more of a you know more of a fulfillment of you know kind of a, fi- a final basis of what's happening with all these characters especially the whole Setsuna and marina thing when she's older i think i thought that was just that really just kind of made that movie even better for me so because i because it was always you know you always had what is what is their relationship and you see that yes they had an attraction to each other but it was always much more and that they really did understand each other so but that's just me
3: all right next we have another question from ea net dude funny this comes up A smart and respectable anime reviewer recently gave his thoughts on Destiny, rejecting several key faults many viewers have with the series. Do his two major arguments within the first nine minutes have any effect on your analysis of the show, or does he give more credit than one should? Uh, If you want to know what he's talking about, there's a link here on YouTube. It's a video by a guy who calls himself Otaku no Video. Mm -hmm. And I sat down, I watched the whole video, and I don't know anything about this guy or his other reviews. Maybe they're... uh, thoughtful and detailed and logical but i thought this video was complete nonsense i think (laughs) silver would agree because he also watched it yes indeed (laughs) now
2: who's
3: who's more insane him or jab man uh this guy really Uh, wow he makes makes jab
1: man look like um you know
3: mentally stable huh I, i think I think, you know, in Jab Man's defense, I never thought I'd be saying those words. In <laughs> Jab Man's defense, <laughs> and we're just kidding here, Jab Man. In Jab Man's defense, he can recognize faults. Well, this yeah, he guy, contradicted himself the
1: whole time, yeah.
2: Well, we're not going to get into that again.
1: I'm just saying, stating <laughs> a fact.
2: Well, when you see this guy's video, you'll, you'll, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. But
1: yeah, well, this... give, give me a main point that he said, just so I – because for the basis of this, I'm going to watch it after we've answered this. What, what's his biggest thing? Like,
3: Well, when you watch the video, it becomes very, very apparent that he's a total Kira fanboy.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh,
3: some of his points are, one, that you can't have an evil main character. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's never seen shows like Death Note or M.D. Geist or whatever where you have evil main characters. Yeah. But then as soon as he says that, a mere few seconds later, he turns around and says that Shin's not evil. So that right there's a major contradiction. Then he says that Shin isn't the main character because he does things that are unlikable and you know, like he's he's rude to Kigali and she was someone who was, you know, fighting for freedom in the last show and yada yada. Which if that's your standard, then neither Camille nor Auro nor Judo nor a bunch of other people are main characters because they do a bunch of unlikable things. They're rude to people. They're they're bastards sometimes. They're <laughs> snotty. They're emo. They're whiny. So that's a ridiculous standard. Two, he makes this well 3 i guess he makes this case that somehow like the japanese fandom inherently understood that kira i mean that uh, shin wasn't meant to be the main character oh, and the, his basis the for this, <laughs> his basis for this is um that uh some new type article but that's nonsense because all of the early promotional material made it very clear that the focus was on shin if you look at the first opening of the series it's all shin 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 very little kira it's only as you get going more and more in the opening sequences that you see more and more kira
2: and less shin and and name one show that they don't show the main character from jump um you know it's very weird that you'd go so many episodes without even um showing the, the main character before yeah. you finally get to them. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I, I don't understand how people could say that Shim was never the intended main character. That's just foolishness.
3: That's just <laughs> nonsense to to try to justify Kira stealing the show from Kira fanboys. And his last point is that um, it's a sequel, so of course it will have the old characters. And he brings up stuff like Zeta, and he says that it's like complaining that season two of Gits is about the major and section nine which is a ridiculous comparison because it's a sequel about the exact same set of characters there's no new cast you didn't have in yeah. season two um uh, focus on section 10 that's getting constantly upstaged and tossed to the side by section nine and if that's what that show was about then yes i would have complained
1: and and, at, and i don't recall at the end of zeta armor helping out uh camille killing sirocco <laughs> You know, I I don't don't remember seeing him in the final battle in space. I know he was in the one down on Earth with Karaba, but, you know, that was just implied. You never saw
3: it. And you never saw Amaro beating up Camille.
1: Right, that too. Yeah.
3: And for as much as all of the uh, the old white basers appeared in Zeta, there's never any doubt in your mind for a second that the show is about Camille. There is never a question for even a second. But Destiny, you're constantly going back and forth and you can't tell who's the main character after a while because, as I've said before, you know, if episodes with Kira, he's presented as the good guy. In episodes where he's not around, Shin is presented as the good guy. In episodes with both of them, Shin is presented as the bad guy it's a whole convoluted mess so yeah i'm afraid i have to dismiss his arguments completely because they're total nonsense and if you want to see also there's a response video from the anime overviewer that does a point by point knockdown of the entire like 16 minutes i think
2: that it was <laughs> 16 minutes huh and, and he did an outstanding job with it too wow the anime overviewer much props to you man. and our last question okay. the
0: last
3: question of the year Comes from Gundam Maker Zero One. It's more of a comment. He says, "Hey, Chris and other Gundamers, this isn't Mecha-related, but you guys talk about tropes and other plot devices that occur frequently in TV and other media. Mm-hmm. I just finished Assassin's Creed Revelations, and there's a cutscene where mother and child get immolated in glorious Atha fashions." <laughs> Like I said, not mecha related, but it made me think of you guys. Man,
2: I gotta hunt out that YouTube
3: clip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it never gets old, mother and child. I mean, it's just
3: well, thank you, Mr. Mr. Gundam Maker, and uh, we'll we'll keep on pointing out mother and child and have that in people's consciousness as they play things and watch things.
2: or are somewhat variations like girl and her dog and um, soldier and child. The, yeah, the, they're good too. Yes, not as <laughs> frequent as
3: mother and child, but
1: or, or some of the other the other new ones that we've mentioned are like facial hair denotes the past, and or, and or sometimes the future.
2: <laughs> A different era in time comes with facial hair. <laughs> And that is it for the mailbag, so I'll turn it back to Sobro. All right. And before we close this episode out, any last words from you guys? Anything to plug? Uh, um, any any holiday wishes for
3: anyone? Well, I'd like to uh, thank everyone who's been supporting us this year, downloading the show, giving us reviews on iTunes, giving us comments on Mecha Talk. Tweeting us comments, sending in voicemails. Uh, please continue to support us and our sponsors in the future so that we can keep uh, bringing you this show. And I, and I always
1: want to keep the open invitation for interviews for Sir Bay <laughs> and the Admiral. I'm now going to add some more people okay. uh, Captain Sisko <laughs> and
3: uh, Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton. <laughs> so they always have an open invitation. I, I, I can understand Captain Sisko, but uh, what, what what did Clinton do to uh, earn your admiration? He's he's the man. <laughs> Those eight years. Neo's then,
2: favorite president of all time. He uh, <laughs> is America's favorite president. So. Well then, uh, the, o- the invitations are open, gentlemen. Happy holidays. F- bastards would hate on Sir Bay. Man, so no, hate it. Hey, he get us he get his listens man he get his downloads thank, I, I've got to extend my thanks to all our listeners as well uh, happy holidays whatever you celebrate uh, please enjoy them and uh, and thank you for supporting and downloading the show throughout the years and supporting our sponsor uh, champ sports as well um, thank you for uh, just uh, just all the feedback on uh, all the different venues that we uh, provide information as well and um before we uh, close this episode out, also, I'd like to uh, remind you to check out these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M-A-H-Q dot net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam dot net. That's right. It's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam dot net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal Bear South, Pedro Cortez. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the Movies can be found at shinstation.blogspot.com again uh at at, at check those sites out when you have time and um shout outs to the gundam nation as usual and the north american gundam league i saw you guys representing on uh wednesday night fights uh there's actually a group of uh of uh players of gundam wing endless duel which was a fighting game on the super nintendo back in the day they had a they had a little tournament on wednesday night fights which is a stream from level up that uh, happens on wednesdays and they were rocking some uh Gundam Wing Endless Duel. I got to give them props. The North American Gundam League. I, I, you're, you got a supporter in Soul War Ryu on Gundam. But um, other than that, I guess that's it for our final episode of 2011 here on Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time.
3: Hey, come on. Don't look so sad. Your dad's coming home tomorrow, remember?
0: Yeah, I remember. But I want to help you fight. You positively sure there's nothing else I can do to help? I can handle the fighting part by myself, thanks. But I got a job
2: for you to do tomorrow. I need you to deliver this for me.
0: Deliver it where, Bernie?
2: I left instructions on the disk. If the plan fails... If I die... Huh? You just play the disc and then do what it tells you to do, okay? This is very important, Al. I'm counting on you.
0: You mean you really might get killed?
2: It's just in case, Al, you never know. But I wouldn't really worry about it. You probably won't need to use it. Remember, tomorrow at 2, I'm going to destroy the Gundam, and then this colony will be saved. Merry Christmas to you, Al.
0: And to you too, Bernie. Good night. Bernie, you won't die, right? You'll win. I know you will.
3: Of course I will, kid. Don't you worry about a thing. Get going,
0: okay? Good night, Bernie.
2: At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint a proud part of the AAA Podcast Network.
0: andy go. I'll be right now! let out loud! She's <laughs> almost there! My fingers flew. My mind was a steel trap. Every pore vibrated. It was almost clear. Yes, 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 yes! Be sure to drink your oval tea. Ovaltine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch.